0: Who? <laughs> Another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Talent T Taylor. And the tea is particular. Just a little bit a little bit today. It's a beautiful day here in South Florida. We have one of them rainy evenings today. About 82 degrees, so it's a little bit humid out here. We gonna get into a whole bunch today. We actually have some interesting things happening in baseball couple of upsets in basketball, a couple of fantasy fights that we may want to see. You know what I say, regardless of the time and regardless of the weather, it's always a good time to talk some sports. So, let's start talking, woo, so in ordinary fashion, just to start it off. Really quick from the jump, I don't have a game on in the background for you today, but I definitely do have the NBA draft lottery going on um, going on in the background for you today. So this is gonna be a very kind of interesting segment as we peek into what's going on because because really with the NBA coming to its end, right? You know because we've we've already had we've already you know we've already had the end of the regular season. We're now what's into I guess called the postseason, the playoff basketball. They've even handed out a most um, the majority of the NBA, NBA individual awards achievements. So the NBA draft, or I shouldn't say the NBA draft, because this is not really the draft, right? This is this is more the draft lottery. If it, if it's, if it's um, to be specific, where basically it's like any other lottery. If you're if you're unaware of the of the style of technique or how it's ran. Um, take a bunch of you take a bunch of pinballs, you throw them into a whatever, a machine, it, the machine tumbles and it spits them out. Now, based off of how good or how bad your team has done, how bad your team has done, let's put it that way. It's more balls you have in the in the in the system. So the worst team in the league, the ones that we've been following all year. You know, the Brooklyns, the, the Phoenixes, the, the the Lakers. You know, these guys are all gonna have the most balls in the 76ers, you know, all gonna have the most balls in in that bin. And then later on, you know, in there as well is gonna be the Knicks, but not but not to that extent, but they're gonna have some balls in this lotter in this lottery as well. But actually, I'm lying, I am lying, I'm lying, I'm lying. I'm completely lying about that. The Knicks would under normal circumstances have lottery balls in here, but the Knicks do the past dealings that were well before Phil Jackson's time and whatever new regime outside of obviously the owner Dingo Bat James Dolan. <laughs> um the Knicks doesn't have the Knicks don't have a draft a first round draft pick this year. If I'm not mistaken, this may be a result of the Barnyani trade? Yes. That useless criminal of a bastard. Seven foot useless pile of Spanish garbage, that's what he is, he, he, you know what? I'm glad I said that. He's basura, that's exactly what, he's (laughs) basura. He's basura. Oh my God, bad knees Bognani, always had an injury, never could play through anything. So, the draft ladder is going on now and they've already pretty much figured out everything from number 14 through number 4, I believe it is now. And now sitting with the three best opportunities to get the number 1 pick is Boston, LA, and Philly, which is very interesting. Those are three historic franchises. To say the least. And with the number three pick. We get the Boston Celtics. With the number two pick. We get. The LA Lakers. And this is actually important for the LA Lakers. Before we go and talk about who got the number one pick. Because if I'm not mistaken. If la fell outside the top three then they lost their pick if i'm not mistaken so this is how it goes down chicago gets the number 14 pick phoenix gets the number 13 pick jazz get the number 12 pick orlando gets number 11 milwaukee gets number 10 toronto gets number nine sacramento gets the eighth pick the nuggets get the seventh new orleans gets the sixth timberwolves get the number five pick the phoenix suns get the number four pick so they're gonna have two out of the top lottery picks as we said already Boston has a number three pick. LA has a number two pick. And once again, the rebuilding Philadelphia 76ers managed to get a number number one pick. And let's just hope that they finally pick a guy that's healthy this year. Because these last couple of years, what well, they've picked a, they 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 granted, I'm not gonna say it hasn't worked out yet because. We'll select second in the 2016 draft. Okay, they're talking about the Lakers. As I'm, reading, as, I, as I'm just reading the tickler as it passes by. But they picked two guys back-to-back that weren't good. They, they were very good picks, but back-to-back years that they weren't going to play. So this was them rebuilding to say, okay, both of these guys are going to come back in year two and three. And we're still gonna, probably going to suck anyway. So we're gonna do this anyway, and now just keep getting stopped because they have guys that are projected to be better in four years while they're still at a young talent, and and that and that must be the number one thing all around, right? Because, like I said, it's 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 Embiid. It's um, it's the guy they picked up last year with 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 the with the with the attitude problem. It's the guy. That, it's the foreign guy that they also have from somewhere else. So. This is all. It's all really gonna depend that this at this point in time is who Philly goes with. They can go with what well, I'm saying now. The two guys they're comparing already, Ben Simmons and Brandon Ingram. And Brandon Ingram played for Duke. Duke, if I'm not mistaken, made it into the tournament, so he has tournament play experience underneath his belt. I said this before. I'll say it again the biggest upset of the NCAA, of this NCAA tournament was the fact that we couldn't see LSU and Ben Simmons playing the tournament because they didn't even make it. And when they didn't even make that tournament, they took themselves out of the NIT tournament. So we didn't get to see him in any kind of second level play conference, playoff, elimination pressure kind of play. No, 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 no. We didn't see none of that. What we did see is, is him fail to get there. And if that's going to be his MO, then you know what? He may fit in with Philly. Ben Simmons should be the number one pick to go to Philly because you know what they don't want to win anyway, and he ain't proved that he can win. They just really like his 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 di- his dynamics, six foot eight, six foot nine point guard. So as I said, like the rest of the awards have so far probably come out for the NBA, right? And we all know who and we're gonna start with I guess the one that's the most dear to me. Because it's the one that I didn't think that I should say I didn't think that my player could not win. All right? I didn't I didn't think there was a realistic uh, but there was a realistic chance that he was gonna win. Cause you know the, the team kind of struggled. Uh, his his play was a little sporadic at times. And I, I didn't the, the coaching changes. Just still didn't work on his favor. We you know as he was used and then not used and used and not used. But I, I still wanted to keep an eye on it. Because I still wanted to see where he fell. And if you don't know what I'm talking about by now. I am referring to the rookie of the year award for this year. And I wanted to see if my dude, Christoph Porzingis. K.P. as I like to call him, or P.K., player kill. <laughs> you know, if my dude P.K. is going to be able to... And, and, I, and I, what I was looking for more than anything, I guess, is, is to see if he was going to fall into the top three. Because I, because ultimately it probably should have been, for the most part, the talks were going to be um, him, the guy from Philly that, that, that his name is Okafer. There we go. They, they were going to overlook Devin Booker out of Phoenix. Which I'm not even sure where he fell in the the, the voting. And obviously the clear-cut winner. Carl Anthony Towns. Now. The complete voting results. Because as I said. What I thought should probably be the prediction. That quite wasn't. The actual prediction. And I'm looking at this. And Carl Anthony Towns. Won first place by a landslide. Actually, I think his vote for first place as rookie of the year was 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 damn near unanimous. And then Christoph Porzingis got the majority of the number two picks. Let me see. We have a couple of picks for Devin Booker in there, so they didn't completely um look him over. Um Nikola. Jokic out of Denver. He had a couple of second place picks. Not a lot. Jaleel Okafor is the guy I was thinking about. He got a couple of second round picks. And guess what? And Jaleel Okafor didn't finish number three in the overall voting. Um, Actually, that went to Denver Nuggets Nikolai Jokic, Jokic, which isn't bad because there was a lot of people in there for... Like, there was a lot of votes for Jalil Okafor, I'm seeing. Or a decent amount of votes for Jill Okafor. There were a lot of votes for Devin Booker in there. Um, you see some votes in there for Miles Turner. Um, a couple in there for Emmanuel Moutier. You see some in there for... Um, crap. The guy from... Winslow. From from Miami. There's a few in the Justice Winslow. You see a few in there for him. So, the third... So definitely that third place was a little bit more up for grab grabs than obviously what first and second place was but yeah first came away with first place call Anthony Towns hands down. It was unanimous and looked like Porzingis won second place with about 90% of the votes. Now, coach of the year third place Greg Popovich, second place Terry Styles from Portland and like I said, I you heard me. I had to apologize to Portland. You heard you heard this me from this from me. Spot on. I had to apologize to what I expected them to do based off of how much they lost. But coach of the year Steve Kerr. still quite not show sure how that happens, but that happens. Most improved player goes to the guy goes to the guy from Portland. That's 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 the other wingman beside Damian Lillard, and that's shooting guard C.J. McCullough followed by Cable Walker and Giannis Antetokounmpo Antetokounmpo Six man of the year award goes to Jamal Crawford again once again another former Nick doing well somewhere else and defensive player of the year goes to Kawhi Leonard followed by Draymond Green followed by Hassan Whiteside who once again let's not forget poison pill poison pill poison pill poison pill guys out there poison pill poison pill poison pill Listen, you can't let Pat Riley just keep getting his way. You can't just let, keep letting him get, get every single player that he wants at any time that he wants at any reasonable price that he wants what I ever have to sweat, scratch, you know, scratch his head. Like, LeBron leaving him with maybe the only time Pat Riley's ever been turned down by somebody. I'm sorry. Poison pill him. And the rookie of the year. We'll talk about that. I'm sorry, not rookie of the year. <laughs> But the most valuable player, you know, we're not even gonna talk about it after the commercial break. We actually talk about what people said after the commercial break. That went to Stephen Curry. I bet you I I bet you can't guess who got the second amount of votes for most valuable player of the year. We'll talk about that when we come back from this break. Stop trying to figure out what to do on a Friday again. Well, stop worrying and stop thinking and head down to Capone's nightclub in downtown Fort Lauderdale where you'll find DJ Scepter mixing in the lounge room so you can start dancing and drinking with DJ Scepter every Friday from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, bring your sexy. Fellas, bring your swag. It's going down at Capone's. But but, 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 wait, there's more. Trying to figure out what to do on a Wednesday? Find DJ Scepter at O'Malley's 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. What about on a Thursday? Bring the family to dine while DJ Scepter helps pass the time at Tijuana Taxis in Coral Springs from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. DJ Scepter, playing everywhere you want to be. Birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, quinceaneras, bachelor and bachelorette parties. DJ Scepter puts a world touch on everything. Learn DJ Scepter? Go to bookings at djscepter.com. Welcome back. Thank you for still listening. This is the Mighty T-Sports Podcast. I am still your host, Talon T. Taylor. You are listening on either SoundCloud or TuneIn Radio. If you're listening in another place, tell me. Because that's one of the only two places I know of. Now I said I was gonna talk about gonna talk about the NBA, but I'm gonna get into a different sport real quick because It's not often I get the opportunity to feel excited about talking about this sport. And I'm not quite sure if I'm quite there today. But I have to start getting there because we have a whole summer of this coming up. (laughs) It is going to be nothing but baseball. So you have this guy, Bryce Harper, right? He's cussing out refs. He's making bold statements. He's puffing out his chest. He's making an uproar. And unfortunately, I'm still not watching baseball. But I'm getting closer. I am getting closer. I don't know. What's going on in baseball right now? But my ears are pinned back. My tail is steady. And I'm ready to pounce on the first sign of any kind of home run streak we get. <laughs> like or hit streak. Like you can say like we get anything close to like a 25, you know, hit streak or 25 home runs, 30, 40 home runs in the se- let's call it 30 home runs in a season. Maybe 40. I start paying attention again. I may start paying attention again. You know, there's a couple of guys that that are there that's slugging it out. I may start paying attention again. Because there's one thing that baseball has proved. And that everything is bigger in Texas. And that even includes the way that odor hits. (laughs) Hey. Did you see this? I mean, in case you have no clue what I'm talking about, the Texas Rangers, I believe they're called, plays the Toronto Blue Jays. And they have had a beef per se since I guess the playoffs when well, there was a bat flip that came about and They didn't like it because Batista is the guy that hit the the home run. And it's like the biggest home run he's ever hit in his whole entire life. So Batista is over there and he backflip because he got excited. So now they're salty. Salty, 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 salty. I'm over this. And what happens next is... Batista gets hit with a ball, takes first base, comes into second, hot. As a little, hey, screw you guys for just hitting me with that bat, for that ball, but even though this is because of my bat flip, comes in hot, goes after the guy's legs. Says he avoids it. That he could have really went for it if he wanted to, but he avoided it. He just wanted to let him know of his presence. So, fair enough. He wanted to let Odor know about yeah he was there. Well, he when he pops up. He jumps in Odor's face. And, he starts pawing at him. I guess that's the easiest thing to say. That they're not. He's not fighting him at this point in time. Like. He's not there going to throw blows, but he's pawing at him like okay, like he's trying to hit him with the e Honda. And Oder is like, oh no, MFA. He hit him with the take that, take that, take that. <laughs> he hit him with the one, one, two, Toma. And I mean, it was flush. It was there, and and it was flush, and it was quick, and it was precise, and it was on the point, and on the money. The only thing lacking would be. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was a, would be if Batista would have been knocked out. But automatically, before Batista can even really recover, right? Oder is coming in for a second one. And Odor does throw a second haymaker at him. But Batista doesn't want. You can see, Batista wants none of this fight. None at all. Because even from that standpoint. He's, he's, he's already retreating. He's backing up. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. So, now this is like the punch heard around the world. And I'm telling you, if it's not for anything, right, and this is coming from a guy that's a Yankees fan, I am going to be, I am right now 50 times more interested in watching Blue Jays and Rangers, Torontos and Texans, more than I am watching the next time that the Yankees and the Red Sox play each other. And unfortunately, yeah, we don't get that again unless it happens in the playoffs. As Toronto takes an 11-7 leave over Cleveland. Eight minutes and 20 seconds left to go in the first quarter as Kyrie Irving slashes to the basket and he gets the layup and the scores now 11-9... Toronto. This is the first game of the Eastern Conference Finals. So, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, we were talking about fantasy fights. right? McGregor versus Mayweather. And in pure WWE fashion, this is now a triple threat match. We now have Conor McGregor, Mayweather, and we are now throwing in old. <laughs> but wait, <laughs> who is this coming from the stands? Taking off his mask. It's our Rousey, folks. He is no longer world peace, but it's Ron Artest, and he's joining hes joining these fights from the stands. We now have a fatal four-way. <laughs> like, this is what I want to see. <laughs> this is what I want to see now. I want to see Ron Artest versus Odor versus Mayweather versus, <laughs> versus Conor McGregor in some gimmicky WWE fatal four-way match. Like. And you know the only per- like, you can't write this kind of stuff. I mean, if you're Vince McMahon, obviously you can write this kind of stuff. I mean, you've been writing this kind of stuff, you know, for thirty plus years, you know, for about thirty years. But you can't, you can't make this kind of stuff like hashtag make baseball interesting again. Like I say, seriously, all jokes aside. Like this is probably been the most interesting I've, I've been in. I've been in into baseball. Outside of watching kids play in my local hometown, in the Power, you know, for the Power Showcase early in January at Marlins Park in Miami, Florida. If you haven't heard about that, you should definitely go check that out as well. Power Showcase 2016, Marlins Park, Miami, Florida. That was a great event. A lot of great baseball kids out there. So... Talking about plays at second, right? Because I don't wanna I do not want to not talk about my Yankees, because they did something memorable. Something good. Like, I was just talking bad about them recently, that they probably stink, and they probably still do stink. Haven't checked their stand I just saw they've been doing a couple of things. And a Yankees player makes a play at second base, similar to, to a play that, that we was just talking about. Where the runners coming in hot, feet up, but instead of like instead of jumping out to avoid and throw the ball at, at him and then get up and I try to knock him out. Yankees player jumps up in the air, reaches between his legs, and catches the heel of the runner before he touches the bag in mid-air. And tags him out. Now That's a lot of action <laughs> to be going on at second base. Not for nothing. Like like in baseball, in dating. Like that's, that's a lot of action that's like just for second base. Would have been worth it if you're talking about getting people interested in baseball. again. Because listen, while people ain't not want to see fights, they do want to see action. And baseball lacks one... Consistent thing, and that is consistent action. There's too much downtime, there's too much lull time. Like, I played baseball and got bored sitting out the outfield, it's too hot. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to do that. And this is not nothing professional, no, this is just me and fellas, you know, throwing around some balls, you know, hitting some bats, drinking some bears, and some Gatorade. <clears throat> But baseball lacks action. So, when Bryce Harper is over there cursing out the umpires, yes, hashtag, make baseball interesting. When you have benches being cleared over, over backflips, yes, hashtag, make baseball interesting again. When you have odor hitting, Regardless of how many deodorants of antiperspirants you have on. Yes. Hashtag. Make baseball interesting. And might not say. Somebody needs to get that man a deal. Like he needs to be the new face of something. <laughs> like. Oh man. I need to check his credentials too. I'm telling you. Like. who? Those hits. But. I don't want to get too sidetracked. Because so just like how baseball just now started and they're getting into their swing and football is obviously completely all over and we're still here talking about this game that I don't know why I'm surprised that Cleveland is starting off slow against Toronto. I mean, it's not really slow. Toronto has a four-point lead, 17-13, five minutes, five minutes to go in the first quarter. As we see, was that Demar? No, that wasn't Carroll. Toronto takes a three-pointer, misses it, it comes off the backboard. Re- rebound by Kevin Love, outlets to J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith back to Kevin Love. Pick and roll game, Kevin Love takes a three-pointer, steps back, takes another three, and we have a swish, 17-16. to 16. It's not enough action. Like, like, see there? That is more action than I just called in, what was that, 90 seconds? I don't even think that was 90 seconds. And you get from a straight-out baseball game. As we've seen Cal Lowry jack up a three-pointer to come off the back. And if Toronto thinks they're going to win this game by jacking up three-pointers, they are highly mistaken. They are highly, highly mistaken. Like, yeah, you're a horrible shooting team, and Cleveland's up. Like, I don't want to get too far into this one, because we have a whole set of commercials and other, well, a whole slew of other topics that we need to talk about, and it's going to lead right into this anyway. So, when we come back, I don't know where we're going to go with this, but we're going to go somewhere. It'll be fun. You stay tuned. I'm Talented Taylor. You should be listening on SoundCloud or Tuned Radio.
1: Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad. Shopping for groceries. Exercising. Doing your laundry. Dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page turner, feeding the bears, catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building, or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks. Read e-textbooks, and get guided solutions, all in one place. Chegg, improving the college experience, however you decide to live it.
0: And welcome back. This is still the Mighty Sports band. I'm your host, Alan T. Taylor. What's that T for? It's called Tyrant this time. The T is for Tyrant. Cause, as you guys know, I live in South Florida, and there is no bigger place at times for straight forward dumb assery as it is in South Florida, or Florida period, <clears throat> excuse me, as apparently as you can hear, I'm fighting another cold, it is really horrible, I, you know, to be in a talking profession as I am. I mean, as I'm in. Constantly have all these throat issues. I'm going to have to do something. I'm going to have to get like a throat surgery or something. I don't know. Like corrective tonsil surgery. I don't know what it's called. LASIK? So. <laughs> so. This like. South Florida just tends at times to. Just produce. Dumbass after dumbass after dumbass after dumbass. And we're not talking about, like, the regular old dumbass. We're talking about historic, monumental, like, douchebaggery dumbassery. So, as much as it's gonna hurt my heart to have to do this one with no fervor, do. Seven one eight. Matter of fact, three oh five. So, for the local part of my segment, I, I'm still in a place where, unfortunately, we're going to have to kind of go slightly away from sports to talk about this one. And I, I really don't mind at all. Like, I mean, Actually, I really don't care at all. Because, <laughs> I mean... I mean so let's just go ahead and talk and and just say it david zimmerman if you haven't heard about this scumbag of a human being before david zimmerman no george zimmerman sorry how is david zimmerman who was i about to (laughs) condemn um george zimmerman george zimmerman Year plus a couple years ago, year or so ago, over a year ago, had a run-in with a young boy named Trayvon Martin. In this running, he assumed that this young boy was. Let me just give you a quick backstory in case you never heard of it. He assumed that this young boy was was a burglar or something like that because there had been robberies in the neighborhood. So, due to that, he chased the young boy down. Right? Young boy, at the same time, fearing his life, being followed by somebody, is also calling the police, trying to say that somebody is following him and he do not know what to do. Something of that nature. Zimmerman calls the police. Right? Reports that he sees somebody supposedly suspicious. And the police tell him to back off. To not engage. To cease and desist. He... Disobeys a lawful order. What well, I, I don't know how how it works. Cause I know anytime I've I've disobeyed the law, like there were, there were repercussions. Tussles with the guy. Tussles with the young boy. Apparently becomes on a losing end of it because because obviously his punk ass can't fight. <laughs> right, that he's losing to a sixteen year old boy, and then in the midst of it shoots him twice, which is basically this, the philosophy. Of most people that fight nowadays. Your punk ass can't fight. So as soon as you lose. Your first instinct is. Oh let me draw my weapon. Because I'm getting my ass whooped. Not realize you can recover from this ass whooping. But because you don't want to be the loser. In, an, in, a, in a fist fight. You, put, you draw your weapon. I didn't see something similar about this. Also on social media. Where they were doing something about Louisiana. And something similar happened. Dude came there talking a bunch of smack. Got his butt whooped and then when he was, right, then right at the end when he was, after you after he was getting his butt they decided to draw his weapon. And if it wasn't for the fact that they were had they had news camera there, they probably would have took the weapon. like they took the weapon from the guy that drew it. They probably would have snatched his own weapon from him and shot him with it. Unfortunately that's not what happened in Zimmerman and, and Trayvon Martin case. So Zimmerman basically gets off not guilty for the shooting. He called it Stand your grounds, or some some BS law that I can't wait till I'm on the other end so I can that I'm able to utilize it, and I want to see what the hell they're able to say to this U.S. military veteran that obviously you know what I mean would have no other you op- know reason to have to put somebody in that situation unless he was standing his ground because I am threatened every day by uh, people who think that it is okay to try me because of my race. Yeah, that still happens to me. Part of the reasons why I don't go to All-Stars on Sample. You know what I saying? Sample and Powerline? Part of the reason I don't don't like going there. Also, not for nothing, that's that's Sample and what? Sample and Powerline? Also, Palladium nightclub is very racist towards black people. I'm saying, they are. That one's on Sample and 441. Check them out. Try it one day. Try, try going in there without without a whole bunch of your Spanish friends and see how they treat you dressed properly. Try it. They ask you ridiculous questions like, do you have any gold teeth? Like, bitch, I'm a grown ass man. What the fuck I look like having gold teeth? What? <laughs> so, now that we have that out the way, well, I should say that's out the way because it's not quite out the way yet. So now, what happens is just very recently, George Zimmerman, and let's not that's not to mention like let's just backtrack a little bit more. George Zimmerman, like since then, like has gone off not guilty, has not shown any kind of remorse for what he has done. But like, um, everything he says sounds like a cocky little bastard. Um, unfortunately. Whatever situation is going on in, in in his personal life, that his own wife, that or girlfriend, whoever she is to him, is scared of him enough that she won't even press charges to him for the domestic for the domestic abuse that he keeps doing, like that, that he has done to her. So apparently she's also probably scared, or or scared in some way, shape, or form. Not maybe not just for her life, but maybe for her livelihood, because from what I'm not mistaken, like somebody in their family is wealthy or they come from a decently classed family monetarily okay family so i i i get i get a little confused now Not saying to say confused i guess if if she is i guess if she was his girlfriend or his wife but she doesn't want to press charges but he has had a domestic dispute incident that surprisingly went away, and now in his most latest despicable act, he—I <laughs> just realized something. Ha! I'm gonna finish this. I'm gonna finish this thought though. This thought process is off though. He decides that he wants to auction off the gun that he used to kill Trayvon Martin. Auction it auction it, auction it, yes, you heard me, he wants to auction the gun, he, it's just he wants to, he tried to, he attempted to auction off the weapon, and he probably would have gotten like six figures for it, and when they said, and when they asked him, how do you feel about, you know, people that think that, this is this is kind of disgusting and despicable, that you're trying to um, auction off, you know, the weapon that you, you, no, no, that was using this murder trial, because he just re- recently got the weapon back, obviously, he said, his response is, well, my thought is, I don't. I guess I don't have to worry about those people bidding. That's all he can say. I'm telling you what's gonna happen, and I'm and I'm realizing that, that he is more like him as I as I, as I'm saying as I'm as I'm formulating this process, is that eventually he's gonna come out with a book just like O.J. saying that I didn't kill Trayvon Martin, but if I did, this is how I would have done it. To, you know what I mean? <laughs> like he's gonna do something stupid. Like he's gonna do something rhetoric like that. And I'm realizing that George Zimmerman is basically just O.J. Simpson. Take it how you want it. Like I, don't, I, like I don't even care how like who's offended. Like wh- which races are even offended by this? <laughs> like if, I, if I'm offending both both of them, yeah. If I'm offending like three races right now, yeah, I'm trying to offend all of y'all, all of us. Like George Zimmerman is basic is is basically OJ Simpson. So as we see Shumpert slashing and finishing in the lane, fierce. Rah, like a dungeon dragon. <sighs> Fortunately, for Trayvon Martin, I guess, I guess Trayvon Martin's family. That's the only. That's the only people that. I, I, I mean, like, there's no more people. I think is is affected by this. Is, is is by this man's pure like disregard and disrespect for. For for, even if he. For what he attempted to do, even when, like, even when you find out that, okay, that this person wasn't a criminal, that, that that you did just, like, murder an innocent kid, at least show some kind of remorse. I don't think I've ever showed him so remorse. I think Casey Anthony showed more remorse than he did. And now, we switch over to a little bit of basketball. Not a lot. Cause this isn't gonna be here for long. Because at the same time, you know what? They're no longer here. Who am I talking about? Well guess. We're in the local segment here. So, the Miami Heat lose in seven games to the Toronto Raptors. If you haven't gotten that by now, because that would be the only way that currently Toronto Raptors will be playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. (laughs) Now, ironically, I am a little sad about this, like what most Heat fans may may think or, or think about me, because as I did say, like Miami Heat were my dog horses to beat Cleveland. But Miami Heat just also couldn't stay healthy enough. And I guess that's always, been the th- that's always been a big theme through most playoff runs for most teams. Is can you stay healthy not just through the 82-game grind, but the 16-plus-game grind to come after that? The Miami Heat, unfortunately, weren't, st- weren't strong enough to hold on. But they put up a valiant effort. After going down 3-2 to the Toronto Raptors, they managed to, to force a game three by winning an- another game in Miami. I'm sorry, not force a game three, force a game seven by winning game six in Miami, so that Toronto was gonna have to beat them in Toronto. Unfortunately for Miami, they just didn't have enough to play up against the Toronto team. That, that finally, for the whole entire playoff series, finally had it clicking. For one game, They finally, my, the Toronto Raptors had it clicking, and it was for game seven versus the Miami Heat. And unfortunately, that little bit of stretch sends Miami home and moves Toronto on. Miami Heat now is going to go through the rebuilding process. I shouldn't say rebuilding process, but the off-season process. We're well, now going to try to determine what's good here. Who are we going to resign? Who are we going to extend? Who are we going to try to bring in? There's all kinds of there's all kinds of things they have to determine. What are they going to do with Dwayne Wade? Dwayne Wade is old. Let's not get it twisted. Dwayne Wade may have looked good, but Dwayne Wade has played very little basketball over the last five years. Dwayne Wade is old. Who can they add to this team? And can they keep Hosan Whiteside? All of those and all of those have got to be answered for the Heat in this offseason. We're gonna talk about that. We ain't even gonna talk about that anymore, but we're gonna talk we're gonna go to a commercial break and we're gonna get more into the NBA playoffs and this offseason when we come back. Tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then head down to Multivest Games and get the value you deserve. Multivest. Find them at 830-183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Located just five minutes from Tootsie's and Sunlight Stadium in the plaza across from Snappers. Multivest Games. Save more, play more. Back to the Mighty Sports Minute Mighty Sports Podcast I don't even know if you guys have realized that I haven't called the Mighty Sports Minute anymore But you're back to the Mighty Sports Podcast I'm still your host Talent T. Taylor That T tea? That's T's for Tony With an I That's actually the truth That's the truth <laughs> As Cleveland is now up by 5 33-28 the second quarter is just barely started, so this is probably the first possession. As we have eleven minutes and sixteen seconds left in the second. Uh J.R. Smith just hit the jumper and Cleveland goes up 36 28 and that early lead that Toronto had is already diminished. And, and and it's like I said, this is gonna be interesting to see because the the, the NBA playoffs have been a tale of, of, of really two halves. Right? And when I say two halves, I mean two halves of your of your league. Your, your Eastern Conference and your Western Conference. Where in your Eastern Conference, Cleveland has swept. A- They played. And unfortunately, unless they just come out a little, unless they come out a little sluggish, like Golden State did, then I don't think anybody thinks that. Miami shouldn't really sweep Toronto. And the only reason that people even giving Toronto, I think, five games is because it's the Eastern Conference Championship. Cleveland hasn't been challenged and they've been off for so long. And they're expecting if not a rust game, but a an eh game. Where they where they just don't bring their all. And you expect that with their <laughs> I apologize, that was the result of watching an Angry Bird movie, whatever, what did they call? trailer, on the television, the TV, the tele, the tube, we're talking about the tube and the tele, like, I I was so upset today with somebody driving, I started cursing like, like, like I was from England, I I was like, bloody hell, I don't even know, I don't don't even know if I I even used the bloody hell in a regular sentence, so that's a shout out to you, Dan. You know my 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 disco disco homeboy. I don't know why I even call you Disco Dan. It's because of like Disco Stew from The Simpsons. That's really what it is, and he's always having parties. So I call him Disco Dan, and he has no clue why I call him Disco Dan because he's British. So like he doesn't get the he doesn't get the Disco Stew, Disco Dan reference. Which is kind of a hard reference to kind of just pick up on randomly, but I feel like you know <laughs> he should get it. But back back to this back to these playoffs. Before we get too sidetracked, because we only have about ten minutes of show left. I don't think anybody is, is giving Toronto an inkling of a chance, and 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 they're going to assume is that if their foot is if somebody has their foot against their throat or, or Toronto backed into a corner, that Toronto can throw at least one good haymaker, uh, one or two good haymakers to help buy themselves some more time before the kill. That's that's what it really is. It's not it's not a hay, it's not a haymaker or, or two. To try to come out with a victory or try to win, no, it's a couple of haymakers to see if they can just delay the inevitable. As we see Cleveland with great ball movement, I mean, awesome ball movement. We just saw that ball that ball move six different times for a wide open three point shot by Della Dova, Della Dover, whatever you, his his freaking name is, the guy that became famous last year. So now, let's actually get to the matter at hand. Like I said, Cleveland is sweeping everybody in the East. Not expected to be challenged until they get to the West. But now, the West is all shook up. And they're shook up for one reason. Because thunder keeps striking everywhere. Now, we've known... And just like how we talked last year, I mean not last but last week, as we were talking about OKC shocking, shocking victories over San Antonio, and I, and and I and I and I brought and I reeled you in as now Cleveland is up thirty nine to twenty eight over Toronto. They are up by eleven points with ten minutes to go. So in about a minute and a half, they have already extended that lead out to, a, to double digits. As it looks like Quentin Ross just drew a foul on. LeBron James as I don't know why Kyle Lowry always looking, he's about to cry. No, LeBron James just drew a foul on, on Quentin Ross. Sorry, it was all the other way around. And now we get a, another call on the film. We get a turnover and Toronto's about to get the ball back. Thund, so as we as we ended the show last uh, last week, we talked about the show last week, as the Thunder has been surprising everybody. We spoke about one one, one little thing we, we did mention last week to kind of bring you back in, to draw you back in. Is let's not forget of how Oklahoma City gives San Antonio trouble. So while the whole world may have been overlooking Oklahoma City, San Antonio wasn't. Because San Antonio knows that they have had problems with them and they continue to have problems with them. And listen, the three teams that we have spoken about, right, or three of the teams that have been there before, Golden State just last year, San Antonio the year before that, Oklahoma City in the, was, the first, was the first team to be there in the LeBron era. Then what happens? Next year is Dallas. And a couple years after that is injuries. You know what I mean? Like when we saw them taking out the Kobe. Like when he saw we saw them taking out the Lakers, we knew we knew that they were coming. When we saw them giving given giving San Antonio issues. We knew they were coming. Even now you see them coming. And <clears throat> I'm not gonna try to get over excited and overplay it because it is game one and this is a seven-game series. But There's something to be said on both ends. Oklahoma City puts themselves in a very good position by taking game one from Golden State. Because now what happens here is that Oklahoma looks at it like we've been here before and this is what we've had to do to keep progressing. And Golden State, not for nothing, is also looking at it the same exact way. We've been down before, remember? Remember when, <clears throat> when everybody said that a jump shooting team can't beat this ground ho- this, this, this grindhouse team, and they went down two to one, and then the next they what they went down you know two games to one. And next thing you know it was, and then they move on and they play San Antonio. And it, get, and, and it was a shocker there. But you know what happened? Like, Things started rolling. Things started rolling. And next you know it was... Play-Bom. And I just saw a Dolph Ziggler sign. <laughs> in the stands. As a distraction. For free throws. For Toronto. In Cleveland. Dolph Ziggler. Yes. He made it there. And then. again, And then again. When they went into... The finals playing for the chip against Cleveland, the king at that, and they were down 2-1. But not just Stephen Curry, mainly Draymond Green. And I keep telling y'all this that while Draymond Green may not be the flashiest, the pansiest, he and, and he is definitely like the, the brashes of talkers, he has also been the guy that we have seen change his game the most. On the fly... From game to game... It started last year when he played in Memphis... And he couldn't score against Zach Randolph... And... Mark Gasol... And then every single time... There's been a way... They, they, they uh, A team has found a way to stop them... Him... His team... His coaching staff... Has found a way... To make the necessary adjustments within themselves... Within the organization... But then their coaching style to come out on top. So this even adds more to this intrigue to see now whose will wins at this point in time. Does Oklahoma City continue this streak and run through and and keep upsetting team after team after team after team? Are we going to keep seeing this? Because if Oklahoma City, and I, and I said this, I don't want to see Oklahoma City play up against Cleveland because I saw how they felt to them the last time. But Oklahoma City is playing with an upset mentality or in a way that begs to say that, why can't they upset Cleveland? As we see a picture of Dan Gilbert sitting courtside and LeBron James rolling his eyes. I would too. I would too. Because remember, Cleveland is also on another little historic run where they're sweeping team after sweeping team after sweeping team. And if they sweep Toronto, like I said, the last time they played they, 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 they played Oklahoma City, wasn't it only a five-game series? Who's to say that they can't sweep this team? And, if, and then think about it. If Oklahoma City is able to play Golden State, and Cleveland is trying to play like Golden State, and they've beat the team that, listen... You're even gonna be a combination of either Golden State or San Antonio. And we just took and we just took both of them te- those teams out. Cause that's what Miami. That's what. Cause that's what. As we see LeBron James yelling and belling, doing after doing something, and the whole entire bench is going crazy, and so is the crowd, and so is Schumper and there is chest bumps and testosterone and testosterone going on everywhere. So as we see, they do a quick recap of the play. LeBron James gets the ball back. He comes baseline, and he finishes at the rim. Okay. He recovers an offensive ball, goes baseline, gets around Carroll and finishes at the rim. Oh, also gets the foul. So Cleveland is up by 17, 30 to 47. And as in LeBron James fashion, he misses the free throw. Cleveland is up 30 to 47. 47 to 30. Up by 17 points. <clears throat> so <clears throat> it is going to be interesting to really see which will is going to win. Is it going to be Oklahoma City's will to keep. To keep with this underdog mentality. As they were considered um, the, one of the top three teams in the in, in the in the West. But they weren't given a fair chance to come out of the West. Not a fair shot. But people are starting to notice them now. Starting to notice what Cantor is. As Ivan Shumpert goes down hard. And this may be the first slew of injuries that starts for Cleveland. As Cleveland is up now 49-30. to 30. Over Toronto, six minutes to go in the second quarter. As they're probably gonna cut to a commercial break. And they, they actually cut to a replay. And we see Shumpert driving to the lane. He gets by Carroll again. And Carroll is just being blown by for a second time. Shump finishes with two hands, but. Ooh! Oh! Ho ho ho! Sorry. So Shump finishes with two hands. Kamari um, Carroll's body's kind of underneath him. He, he lands bad. And his right knee takes a bad, really bad torque. That's the kind of thing that you see a sprained knee from. At minimum if you're lucky. So like I said, Cleveland is sweeping everybody. Like Toronto battled and they took out Miami. That which is that's good. Oklahoma City basically robbed San Antonio. And Golden State just shined over Houston. But that's that's something completely different now. As we are now officially down to the final four teams. And we're trying to see who's going to go for this chip. My prediction? Golden State-Cleveland. Sorry. Yeah. Will Oklahoma City-Cleveland surprise me? No. I'm just going to take back one thing I said, though. I may not even take that back. If Cleveland plays Oklahoma City, unfortunately, LeBron James gets his third ring in Cleveland. Fans, you can rejoice. You would have won your first championship. Thank you guys for listening. I do appreciate it, as always. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't thank you in enough ways. If you're listening on SoundCloud, do remember at any point of time in the podcast you could have left any comment regarding any other any topic. you so heartily please leave me anything. I don't mind. I, sh- I, sh- I don't know if I should mind, but I, I don't mind. I can take it all. Like I say I am a soldier, so there isn't-, isn't much that really offends me out there. So you know what I say. Thank you. Stay tuned. Stay blessed And Don't stress Sorry boys All the stitches in the world Can't sew me together again Lay down Lay down Don't forget to catch me Always knew I'd make a stop there On Facebook But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought My T-Sports Last call for drinks SoundCloud Bars closing down Tune in radio Sun's out my T-Sports. Where are we going for breakfast? Instagram. Don't want to go far. Nope. Twitter. Rough night. My T-Sports. Tired, baby. Tired. My T!